From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm Kate Burdett. Coming up on today's show, there is still plenty of summer left, and that means a lot of baseball to play. Eric Ibsen, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Toledo Mudhens, is here to tell us about a number of fun events coming up at Fifth Third Field. We'll have the latest from the Locked On podcasts and from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. Let's get started. Eric Ibsen is the Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Toledo Mud Hens, and we are knee-deep in baseball season. How are things going at Fifth Third Field, Eric? Well, we're having a, a great summer. Uh, Fifth Third Field is an awesome place to watch a game, and as we're Entering the second half of July, you've got a lot of great promotions. It's it's minor league baseball is a big deal on everyone's schedule, and team is doing okay on the field. You know the the minor league process. You never know what you're going to get just because a roster moves and how the major league team is doing. But there's many ways that we gauge success here, even if we're not always winning on the field. And uh, uh, looking at big crowds and great promotions and trying to get people out for fun events and activities here. And and that's the mark of a successful summer for us. And then if the team is good, that makes it even better. Um, But if we're doing our job right, we're going to have big crowds and people having a good time, whether they love baseball or not. And that's what's great about minor league baseball. It really is a great activity for a family or a date night or just whatever i know sometimes there's daytime games that you know are aimed at people that want to play hooky from work it's it's such a great opportunity to get out in the community and one thing when you mention when we talk about fifth third field in particular and many minor league teams i've observed have kind of had that big move in the last decade or so to a better facility like fifth third field is i would say that was an upgrade for the mud hens that really kind of changed the game, so to speak, for your club, didn't it? Absolutely. Uh, minor league baseball, even though it's called the minor leagues, it's it's big business in terms of what we're trying to do is is capture people's discretionary time and discretionary dollars when they're looking something fun for fun something fun to do with their family or friends or their company is entertaining or they're here with their church group or their boy or their daughter is sleeping out on the field after a scout event at the ballpark. Um, we're catering to people uh, at affordable prices. Family fun is, is the motto, but the facility is definitely part of that. And we, we take great pride in having a capital improvements plan to keep fifth third field looking fresh because people have choices. And if, if people don't like things they see uh, there's many other options, whether it's baseball or something else where, where people can spend that discretionary time and income. So we have a detailed capital improvements program in place where every year about this time we start having a list generated for what we're going to do during the off season some of it is fun, cool stuff like a new video board or LED lights. Where you can flash and lights and do light shows. And some of it is 
HVAC equipment and concrete and stuff that you, you just have to do. Um, so we, we take that very seriously. The biggest compliment I can get or we can get is we've just hit our 20 year mark. When, when you tell somebody that and they're like, wow, this place doesn't look anything close to that. Then it's kind of a source of pride for us here because it, it means that that emphasis on keeping things looking good uh, is, is, is working. That's when it pays off to pay attention to the minutia of concrete and HVAC and other things. Absolutely. And we all have, you know, no matter what walk of life you're in or what your job is or places you frequent with your family or friends, there's places where you go and uh, you have positive perceptions of that that are delivered upon. And sometimes you spend your time or money somewhere and you're like, Oh, I'm not sure I'll be doing that again. We, we never want the, the facility to be a factor into that other than on the positive side of that equation, that it's fun. It's clean. Uh, you can come here with anybody. Minor league baseball is known obviously for baseball, but we do a lot of surveying here and really only about 15% of our attendees are diehard baseball fans where they know what place we're in. They know who's starting pitching tonight. They know who we're playing. Uh, So you take that 15% and then there's probably about another 25% that are considered casual baseball fans that like the game, follow it a little bit, have favorite teams like to go to a handful of games a year. You add those two categories up, that's only 40%. That means 60% of the people that are here have little to no interest in baseball specifically. So you've, you've got to make it fun for them. And we try to do that with promotions and uh, the contests between innings and the silly things we do on the video board and the theme nights we do. And what our main goal and objective is, is to get somebody to try us out and if you've never been here before and one of our promotions gets you to try us, you know, we, we have confidence that you're going to have a good time and, and maybe want to make fifth third field a regular stop during your summer for one, two, three games a year. And that's that's what we try and do. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night at 9. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. We're joined this week by Eric Ibsen, the executive vice president and general manager of the Toledo Mudhens. Minor league baseball is known for its fun, creative promotions and special events. The Mudhens are no exception. It's Christmas in July right now for the Mudhens, isn't it? It is. It is. It's been a few years since we've done this. Um, on Saturday and Sunday, Christmas in July, we've got it themed throughout the ballpark. We're doing with the new LED lights a Uh, about a 10-minute Christmas light show after the game where we turn the lights off and then let the new LED technology take over. Um, And and we're trying that for the first time. Uh, We have music throughout the park. Santa will be in attendance. And and those are the sorts of things that make minor league sports fun. You can do different things, try different things. Uh, We had Margaritaville weekend a couple weekends ago, and 
players have different jerseys for Margaritaville, and they're wearing Christmas jerseys uh, for, the, for the Christmas in July promotion. And you get to just do fun, neat stuff, and, and, and that's what minor league baseball is all about. And you tie it together with that family affordable uh, entertainment component that is vital to our success, and fun stuff can happen. It really is a kind of a fun environment, as you've said, and it seems like you're always coming up with new ideas for promotions. And of course, like you're saying, you want to capture that audience that may not typically sit in your stands. Uh, country weekend is coming up in a few weeks as well for the, the country music fans. We're going to wear our boots to the park, huh? Yes. Yep. We, we, you know, what's, what's great about these promotions is, um, minor league teams compete on the field, but quite often, Teams, you know, you're, you're not competing with, uh, you know, the Columbus Clippers off the field. So you, you can take ideas and see what other teams across the country are doing. You minor league teams and front offices are known for sharing ideas. If, if we saw something a minor league team is doing in Tacoma, Washington, it, it, it's not uncommon for us to pick up the phone or email buddy, somebody there to get a little bit more information. So Country Weekend's another example of that. You try and tie these popular weekends together during the summer when people are looking for something fun to do, and you, you theme it. And, you know, we're able to do uh, fireworks that weekend. Uh, you, we have a post-game country concert in Hensville Park, and you know, our promotions and, and uh our, our promotions team does a fantastic job of taking the calendar and mapping things out and doing some research and what are things that atten- our attendees like to do through some of the surveying we do, what's popular from a pop culture perspective that might uh, generate interest and all these things come together and then you can tie together a Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a theme and and do a lot of fun things with it. You can tie the music to it. Even the even the player headshots on the video board that shows, you know, what players up to bat and what position they are. We've had fun with those and, you know, turn those into superheroes or villains or, uh, you know, just to do something fun to just kind of lend itself to the overall theme of what we're trying to do. And of course, there's regular recurring sort of events like family days, which are, I think, so important and I think are so appreciated by the community because parents of, of smaller kids especially are always looking for that next thing to do to keep them occupied. And so when you have something like, you know, family day at the ballpark, it's just such a great opportunity. It, it is. And, and you know, once again, part of that is, Research minor league baseball cuts across all age levels. Um, you know, households with children is one of our biggest demographics. So you, you want to do things for them. And, and uh, small children can't always make the fireworks at the end of a Saturday night game. So how do you take an afternoon game during the summer and do some thim- some theming around that, and we can put inflatable games for kids in Hensville Park where they can go out and run around. Um, you do kids run the bases after the game, which is a huge hit to watch these kids sprint around the bases, and a lot of minor league teams do that. We've been doing it for 20 years, mm-hmm. and you watch the expression of not only the kid who is loving tearing around the bases, but you watch 
the parents' perspective as you're out there and they're taking photos and there maybe there's one kid who's a little shy that doesn't want to do it without their sibling. Um, and you watch the, 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 the memories that we're creating. That's a big part of the, the marketing and the messaging too. We, we want people, whether they're five years old, 50 years old, or 90 years old, to look back on experiences at Fifth Third Field with, with fond memories of who they're with. And, you know, I've, I've worked for the Mud Hens 25 years and I still have season ticket holders come up to me and say, Hey, you know, my grandson, he was, he was eight when you got him a first pitch and now he's 28 and he's having kids of his own and they're coming to the ballpark. And those sorts of things are all about the community and what make Toledo and, and fifth third field and Northwest Ohio, great places to, live and attend and and the mud hens take that mission very seriously as to 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 who we are and what we're trying to accomplish we'll have more of this week's ohio sports magazine when we continue here on the ohio news network now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment dr Lori fitzgerald president of the ohio dental association is here to tell us more your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public school educators are the heart of our schools and communities. They've dedicated their lives and careers to meeting students' needs and delivering the great public education every student deserves, no exceptions. Public education matters because our students matter. It's the heart of it all. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio News Network. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Eric Ibsen is the executive vice president and general manager of the Toledo Mud Hens, and so he knows a thing or two about minor league baseball and about all of the fun you can have at a minor league ballpark. We've been talking about the different promotions throughout the season that are, are carried out. It's not just the playing on the field. There's a lot of fun stuff happening. I have to ask you, Eric, what is your favorite promotion? Do you have one? Do you have a favorite weekend that you always look forward to? You know, I'm not sure I have a favorite one because we try and mix it up and there's ones that we've done and, and some things you need to take a year or two off. Uh, you know, so for example, um, it's maybe not necessarily my favorite, but I will give you an example of one that we haven't done in a year or two and are talking about bringing it back was uh, Harry Potter weekend. And this is the perfect example for what minor league baseball is about. We did, some, we started doing some Harry Potter nights back um you know a few years ago when it was becoming popular and you we did some surveying uh when we first started doing it and the amount of people that admitted that they had never been to a mud hens game but came to check it out because we had tied this fun theme to it that stuff's impactful um so you know i'm not sure i have a favorite with how long i've been here but it's I guess it's the ones that generate the most fun amongst the kids. Um, having four kids myself, anything that gets excitement out of uh, a, a child so that, you know, you can get into the superhero nights that we do. Uh, Major League Baseball's done a cool promotion with Marvel that now we're a part of. And we did these special Marvel logos tied to the Mud Hens. So you see things like that. And anything that just helps create those 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 memories fireworks is still big for me because uh um in my mind you can never see them enough no two shows are alike and it just kind of ties together a perfect evening out at the ballpark so those and then anything that can maybe incorporate some of the ballpark food and fun things that we do we do some tastings now and again and you try and do different themes with either food or certain beverages um, to give people a different experience. And we're, we're just trying to touch all those demographics. And whether you're a household with kids or you're an empty nester and looking for something fun to do, or it's a date night or a girl's night out or um, any of those things, we like to think we have something that'll uh, at least uh, resonate and, and want people to give us a try. And this summer has been no different there with what our promotional team has put together. Eric, you said food. You, My ears perked right up. Stadium food, <laughs> sports venue food. There is nothing like it. And it seems like every year it gets more and more competitive. Who can have the most absurd or or over the top kind of kind of food? I've seen, you know, the, the burger with the donut bun and all those different things. What can you tell us for someone that's not been to Fifth Third Field to see the Mud Hens play? What can you tell us about the concession offerings? 
Well, I, I can tell you that we have a lot, you know, and, and it's there, there's obviously the traditional staples. Minor league teams are are trying to outdo each other quite often. So I will tell you, we've taken a little bit of a slow roll on that since COVID, and we were trying to come up with something crazy and new every year, and we haven't done that as much yet. We've talked about bringing something back, like uh, you know, we did a fifth third field fanatical freeze Sunday where it was like 30 scoops of ice cream and a batting helmet. And we've done those sorts of things. Now, right now we're just trying to focus on the high quality and having a wide variety of items. Um, so we don't necessarily have that one kind of pop culture item this year, because quite often what happens is there's a unique story behind it. Sometimes you don't always sell a bunch of them. So we, mm-hmm. we, we take a look at those approaches And uh, that's actually been on the discussions for how do we bring some of those noteworthy things back. But in the meantime, what we're trying to focus in on is a wide variety of options, the service behind it, and, you know, even something as simple as a grab-and-go location to grab a quick hot dog or a, a beer or a soda instead of waiting in line at a concession stand. We've, we've put a lot of emphasis on that to try and make the process of getting food easier at Fifth Third Field. So it's never too soon to start talking about next season. Do you have any kind of a sneak preview or sneak peek for us of anything that might be coming in the 24-25 baseball season? Um, we're, we're working on that now. Obviously, the first component is getting the active schedule. Uh, Major League Baseball is working on that now, and hopefully we'll have at least the initial version of it in August. And then I imagine around Labor Day, it will become finalized so we can promote it. Really what we're working on is how do we keep taking steps to keep the third field field looking good. And uh, we're discussing a variety of capital items now. We're looking at potentially, is there a new party space for our area? Um, Nothing finalized yet. We're, We're in those discussions where you're trying to take drawings and and concepts and turn them into something how do you how do you improve improve a concession stand to make it more uh technolo- technologically advanced uh how do you how do you focus on the fan experience and give them a new party space to experience or a new super suite uh so those sorts of things are coming um as we finalize our plans we're still kind of focused on executing Really, for for a minor league team now, the season used to end on Labor Day. We play well into September now, which is new the last couple of years. <clears throat> so we're kind of learning how to take advantage of the great September weather in Ohio uh, as well, because a lot of people thought we were just playing in September due to COVID and missing a year and then starting late. With our new relationship with Major League Baseball, we're going to play almost the end of September every year. And so there's an education process there letting people know that hey, we, we still have one or two homestands in September when the weather is fabulous in Ohio. And, and how do we do that? So a lot of things kind of current in the moment that we're trying to execute and hit our goals on and provide great experiences on. But there is always that peek ahead to what are the long-term things we have to be looking at to make sure we give ourselves give ourselves enough time to, to be impactful. Are you keeping your fingers crossed to get a home game scheduled on the day of the eclipse? We, we have talked about that a little bit. Um, yes. Um, if we do not, 
get an actual home game. We are talking about some partnerships with uh, local um, attractions as to how we might be able to team up and do something fun or what could we do in the ballpark uh, if we don't have a home game on that date. So that, that has actually come up and uh, it's one of those cool opportunities that literally is kind of once in a lifetime that you'd be silly not to take a look at and see how it might tie into the things that we like to do here. Well, we look forward to seeing what you do with that. And of course, everything else that you're doing at fifth third field in Toledo with the Toledo Mud Hens. Eric Ibsen, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Ball Club, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really cool to hear some behind-the-scenes insight from one of our favorite teams. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We, we love to be involved and talk about Toledo and Fifth Third Field and Minor League Baseball and, and really appreciate the, the invitation. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Morning Juice. One of the best attributes of Jim Trestle, and I will say this, he would be a great interviewer because he listens really well and asks great questions. Morning Juice. Sponsored by Affinity Whole Health. Weekday mornings at 6. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Let's check in on the Cleveland Guardians and hear from Jeff Ellis of Locked On Guardians with our Eric Reeser. Talking with Jeff Ellis, he is the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download the Locked On Guardians podcast at any of your fine podcast publishers. Jeff, over the weekend, the team put Shane Bieber on the 15-day DL with elbow inflammation. Uh, while they say he won't need surgery, do you think this eliminates the possibility of trading Bieber at or before the August 1st deadline? I think so. It's hard to gauge when he'll be back, which makes it hard for teams. Uh, any player who is hurt, commissioner has to okay the trade, so it's a, another minor hurt. And then with his diminished velocity this year and struggling to get through an order three times and some of what we've seen, it hasn't been the Shane Bieber we're used to. So I think teams will be wary that uh, that there's something bigger wrong there and that uh, the returns you're getting are likely to not be very strong. So I think he does make sense to hold on to at this point in time and hope that you can get him somewhere close to no, a year ago at this time when he would have netted, you know, he'd have been the number one pitcher on the market and just go and look at the, the Reds return last year for Tyler Molly, who was a lesser piece and look what Spencer Steer and Incarnacio and Strand are doing. I, I think it makes more sense to kind of hold the line. Jeff, with the trade deadline coming at us here in about two weeks, what are the Guardians' options? The idea being they need to pick up a power bat and the thought would be to trade an arm, but it seems to be an ever-depleting roster of starting caliber arms that the guards have. It's a very good point. Uh, they have used 11 starters already this year. Uh, the, the five guys they started the year with, Bieber, you know, Hurt, Quantrell Hurt, McKenzie may not pitch this year, Pisak, uh, banished to AAA and taken off the 40-man, and Savale missed time. I, I do wonder if he becomes the trade piece. Savale has had issues with health. He's never had a fully healthy season. He might have peak value right now with two and a half years control and a pretty strong run of late. If they did do that, one wonders, you know, is that giving up on this year? Could they trust someone like Hunter Gaddis? Could Peyton Beatonfield be back sooner than later? Who's already pitching in AAA? You know, could they do a lesser trade to get back a lesser arm? Is there a world where you talk with the Mets and see how much of Carrasco's contract they're willing to pick up? Is, is he's a useful fifth starter at this point in time and it might be a fun reunion specifically if you could move the volley for a bat because i 
think is very clear to everyone. They need some kind of hitter in that outfield. Stephen Kwan's playing better of late. Unfortunately, Will Brennan is struggling. Miles Straw is a fantastic defender, but the bat just isn't there. If there's a way to add a cost-controlled bat, I think you talk when it comes to Zavali due to his his health issues. Other teams will know about them. With a limited pitching market, I think there's still a world where the, the Guardians create a pitcher, even though they're very depleted. And you talk about just the depletion uh, the Guardians have right now in starting arms. How much does that tax an organization that wants to lean on their pitching for the overall success? And it feels like since return from the deadline, it's been bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. They're a starter out there for however long you can however long they can go. One of the things we're seeing right now is is the effect on the bullpen kind of from that overuse. They have the second best bullpen ERA in baseball, which most fans won't believe because the bullpen struggles. You know, the most recent game, and a lot of people were complaining about the bullpen losing it, where I would argue defense lost against Pittsburgh. That would have been only their second sweep of the year. You know, facing Kansas City twice already, Pittsburgh struggles, facing Oakland twice. They only have one sweep. And guys like Hentrick and Stefan have really struggled in July in spite of, you know, the bullpen on the year being good. So I think it's putting that extra pressure from overuse on the bullpen. Uh, you know, thank goodness for the rookies. Williams, Allen, and Bybee have been fantastic. Hopefully we'll see some more uh, young kids like Cantillo maybe at some point this year come up and pitch. But I think that's kind of the problem right now where you have three rookies on pitch counts, inning counts for the year. I mentioned Cantillo and AAA, who's already thrown more innings this year, and he has his last two combined. Maybe they originally they weren't going to try to stretch out Cody Morris' pockets. Now they might just because they have to. So I think with all the young arms, it is putting extra stress on them. And you know, and in a perfect world, you wouldn't have needed to go this deep, and you'd have Daniel Espino ready to go, who's not going to pitch at all this year, who's on talent their top pitching prospect, but got hurt. So. Talking with Jeff Ellis, he's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download, subscribe to the Locked On Guardians podcast, wherever it is you do your podcasting. That series against Pittsburgh and the Guardians taking two of three there, and a lot of it having to do off of the bat of a nailer. And Josh Naylor's been on a tear uh, really this last month, and especially since the return from the All-Star break. Do you think there's a chance that his play makes it so the Guardians seem less likely to pick up a power bat at the deadline, or is that still for you seem like that needs to be a priority? I think they just need to add um, a bat of some kind. His, you know, his play definitely makes it easier because now you have him and Jose both playing at all-star like level. But there's just so many guys who are not hitting or not hitting well. Luckily, Juan and Jimenez in particular have started to rebound a bit more for them. Uh, and you'll see what Bo Naylor can do. He's had his ups and downs. He's a young kid, and that's just kind of how that works with with young players. I, I think adding, you know, a, a outfielder in particular makes sense. And I think getting that lineup just a little bit stronger and better is something they have to find a way to do, be it internal, be it external. I think the hope at various points in time is that you know, George Valera could get healthy and show something. Maybe someone like Brennan or Oscar Gonzalez would be the answer. I don't know if either is yet. A fascinating uh, month plus to come for the Cleveland Guardians organization. Uh, Jeff Ellis, my guest, host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Again, download and listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast, whatever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, thanks so much for the time today, bud. Thanks for having me on. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. 
Join us for Gambling Things, Fantasy Sports, Gambling Things, and most importantly, Gambling Things. Hollywood Casinos on the Money, Sunday morning at 9. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to talk Cincinnati Reds baseball with our Paul Keels and Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network, our Red segment this week. We're going to talk to one of the co-hosts of this show and this program, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Desperation who, for guests, uh, huh? You, you were kind enough to ask me to do this a few weeks ago, so let's get your memories and recollections following the Reds as a kid. What makes you the, the Reds fan that you are? Paul, take us back to when you were growing up, and I guess what burned the bridge for you? <laughs> well, it'll show age, but uh, started paying attention to the Reds in the mid-60s. And mostly, like you, connected listening on the radio. And, uh, you know, there were players like, obviously, Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Lee May. Uh, they were not too far away from having traded Frank Robinson away. So the guys I really focused on were uh, Veda Pinson, who was their center fielder, and Tommy Harper, who was their right fielder. Um, and so the mid-70s, or mid-60s, excuse me, when they were still playing at Crosley Field, and I know I've told you this story before, Matt, but one of the great memories I have of Crosley Field was going to a game with my father, uh, my maternal grandfather, and one of my brothers, and uh, we're sitting there at Crosley waiting to go down to watch batting practice, and my dad's like, now hold on, we're, we're waiting to meet somebody, and we're standing by the concession stands in a concourse, all of a sudden this gentleman in a suit and tie comes out, Shakes my father's hand, and he turns to introduce my brother, and I said, boy, this is one of the guys you listen to every night. It was Jim McIntyre, who at that time was working with Joe Nuxall. So that was a big thrill, but saw a lot of games at Crosley Field, and then uh, a high schooler saw him transition to Riverfront, spoiled during high school and college with the big red machine teams of the 75 and 76, and so on and so on. For those of us that weren't around for Crosley Field, was there something that set it apart, Paul? You know, the fact that it was right along I-75, and you could see all of the, the traffic and the, the semi-trucks rolling by. The terrace in left field was something that, and there, there's a location in Cincy now where they have a replica of it, where they play high school games, but where the outfielders had to navigate running up this terrace before it got to the wall. Seeing all of the old advertisements of the old Cincinnati companies, but, uh, you know, being next to Union Terminal, the train station, and knowing that there were a lot of people who took the train to come to games, especially those that lived in Indiana. Um, but just, you know, one of those typical old style ballparks, the smell of stale beer, of hot dogs, uh, you know, parking in horrible neighborhoods. Uh, it just, it was one of those that I'm sure a lot of people that grew up with those kind of stadiums can recall. What sticks out in your mind about your fandom during the big red machine heyday? That we were spoiled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was very fortunate, Matt, probably the year that really, really grabbed me was 1972. When the Reds won the pennant, went to the World Series, and lost to Oakland in seven games, I had the chance to go to game two um, where Jackie Robinson threw out the first pitch, and it was uh, sadly his last public appearance. <clears throat> but that World Series was such a <clears throat> excuse me, such a great World Series. Six of the seven games were one-run games. Um, but uh, the Big Red Machine, you, they, they spoiled you. you. You know, when you had the big names like Rose, Morgan, Bench, Perez, and so many others that fit so many other roles, you just kind of expected that they were going to compete to win the divisions. You know, they, they won the pennant in 70, 
72, they won the pennant. Uh, 75, 76, you know, 73, they won the division and lost in the playoffs. Uh, the big red machine spoiled you, and it was not uncommon to see big crowds at Riverfront Stadium, even on business day special games. Fandom melts for both of us into our passions, to our teams, and to our professional world. That happened for you. Uh, I remember distinctly you filling in on some radio broadcasts, uh, early 90s, I believe. Actually, it was late 90s. Late, I'm sorry, late 90s. Uh, and then into the TV realm uh, for a year. What went into the process, Paul, and did it kind of all just collide for you? It did. And now it started really actually in the mid-80s. I had a chance to fill in on TV. Uh, the Reds had a uh, situation for cable TV where it was pay-per-view for some home telecasts, and they were using Lindsey Nelson. And he had some conflicts with college football, so I got to fill in and do a few games on TV in the mid-'80s when they were losing 100 games a year um, and work with a gentleman by the name of Frank Gardenia. But then uh, in late 98, uh, or during the 98 season, I was asked to fill in, and I did a, uh, ironically, Matt, I did a three-game series in San Diego working with Marty Brenneman, and it was at that time that I was making the decision about taking this job to come to do the Ohio State games uh, and had to make the decision before I came back. And then after I was here, filled in for Marty and did a series in Houston and worked with Joe Nuxall. Just, you know, a great thing to be able to work alongside just as a substitute to those two guys. But then in 2010, was fortunate to be asked to be kind of their backup TV guy and had a chance to work with Chris Welsh and Jeff Brantley. It was, it was kind of a grueling grind because most of the games I did were away games um, while still doing all of the Ohio State responsibilities. Only did it for one year. They uh, made the decision to not ask me back, which didn't break my heart too much. Uh, but it was fun. It was a year they won the division. Uh, Joey Votto won the MVP, got a chance to you know, form casual, casual minor relationships with guys like Brandon Phillips, Scott Rowland, um, Bronson Arroyo. Uh, Matt Maloney, who's still around the area here. So uh, it, it, it's the fandom certainly turned into a lot of fun doing that. And as you watch this team now, a decade later from their last real winning season and success, does it surprise you? I'm guessing knowing the fandom in Cincinnati, the way fans have reacted to the success. And and I guess just as you look at the the, the big picture, they appear to be set up pretty well going forward. Well, they do, and it is surprising because nobody expected it this year. You kind of figured this was another retooling year, if you want to be polite. And I'm, I know you feel the same way, Matt, but uh, it has been pleasantly surprising, especially to see the influx of the the young talent and what they're doing. And you know, maybe the thing that's that's most pleasantly surprising is we've seen this management make some tough decisions on parting companies with some players that you won't know, say they were dead weight, but guys that really were kind of clogging the way for an Ellie De La Cruz, a Matt McLean, a Christian Encarnacion Strand to come up and make their debuts and see what they have. So it's been pleasantly surprising, um, you know, disappointing to see what happened in their previous series with Milwaukee, but a lot of baseball left. And, you know, maybe the most exciting thing, too, is to see the crowd showing up because, as you know, uh, the attendance had not been what everybody would hope it would be. But to see big crowds turn out has been great. Enjoyed reflecting. 1990's been a while ago, buddy. You know, and I, I vaguely remember being at game two in 90 when Billy Bates scored the winning run. So, it's yeah, it's been a long time. Hopefully, we'll get some good years to hang on to again. Thanks, Paul. My pleasure. More of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we come back here on the Ohio News Network. Along with the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arbor Culture, while you're outside, this is a great time to be on the lookout for invasive plant species like honeysuckle, poison hemlock, and even wild parsnip, which can cause severe skin blistering, so be careful. 
Invasive species can wreak all sorts of havoc, like altering the native food web, making it harder on native wildlife, altering soil chemistry, even creating a better environment for things like ticks and mosquitoes. To learn more or to find a certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our winner affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself, or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. The fan, the fan, the fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Adam the Bull shares his optimism for newly acquired wide receiver for the Browns, Elijah Moore, and what he can bring to the table in 2023. I don't think Elijah Moore is a superstar, but I think he has the potential to be... I think his upside is way higher than DPJ. I think it's way higher than the Joku. I know this might sound crazy because Amari Cooper is way more proven and way better than Elijah Moore. But I don't think it's insane. It would be, it's a very bold prediction. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. But I don't think it's insane that Elijah Moore could could end up leading the Browns in receiving. I'm not predicting it. Probably won't happen. But I don't think it's crazy. 
And if you had to say, if one guy could lead the Browns in receiving besides Amari Cooper, you have to pick one other guy. This is the guy I would take. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has come to life. (laughs) No, 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 not that website. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, all Buckeyes all the time. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Tuesday night at 8 on the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guest, Eric Ibsen, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Toledo Mudhens. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, Matt Andrews, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM 